That's not just the sound of that first sip of Morning Joe. It's the sound of someone shopping for a car on Carvana from the comfort of home. That's a good blend. It's time to take it easy, like answering some easy questions to get pre-qualified for a car in minutes. Talk about starting the morning right. Just like customizing your terms so your car fits your budget. Mm, mm, mm. Visit Carvana.com or download the app to experience car shopping the way it should be. Convenient. Comfortable. Ah. I'm Viola Benson. Welcome to Two Try to Be Crazy with me, Viola Benson, aka Daddy Issues. No, I don't like that. I'll start again. <laughs> okay, I just need to calm down. Fuck, my Adderall kicked in. Okay, hi guys. I'm Viola Benson. Welcome to Two Try to Be Crazy with me every Thursday. Um, today I have a special guest. Her name is Shannon. I'm not going to be able to pronounce her last name. It's like a pattern for me now, but I'll try. Shannon Beverage. Yeah, like, oh. a, like a drink. Why don't you just say that? <laughs> That's what it is. <laughs> she was born in Texas. She's a Pisces. She's a known YouTuber. And her um, the YouTube name she's known by is This Is Living. And today I actually have her because it's a really special, important subject I wanted to talk about her. She actually went to high school with Matt King. So I just thought this whole episode can just be about him. Like, what is Matt like? Like, what is he into? What does he do for fun? Like his hobbies, like things like that. So um, she's also part of the LGBT community, but I don't know if we'll have time to talk about that because it's like, it's basically about Matt. (laughs) Okay, perfect. (laughs) Imagine if that was that. That's it. What is he like? (laughs) Tell me more. Great guy. Great guy. <laughs> um, no, I'm kidding. So the reason Shannon is on my podcast today is because she is a big part of the LGBT community and she is also gay. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know why. <laughs> Just looking me in the eyes. Dead eye. <laughs> is <Gay>. that appropriate? <laughs> yeah. What can I say? Um, oh, also congrats on your H&M campaign. Oh my God. Thank you. <laughs> that was really cool. Thank you. And you did it with Ricky too, right? Yeah. Ricky Thompson and... Uh, Yummer Time and Laverne Cox. Yeah. All gay people or queer people or LGBT people, I guess is actually what it is. I, wait, I'm curious. Can you, like, if I started the podcast and I was like, okay, Shannon's here and she's queer, was that, would that offend someone? Or am I supposed to say gay? <laughs> no, I think, I for me, queer and gay are both like overarching terms, but I, people are more specific than me. I mean, it's it's a hard time at all like right now in this world to be politically correct so i get the fear if you're like not a part of the lgbt community i think i'd be like a lot more scared to be like gay queer like what is the word well i just want to talk to you normally though so i feel like i shouldn't <laughs> hold back just because it's on my podcast no you know what i'm saying yeah. and also you can ask me and i can answer it that's true anyway so first i wanted to focus about how we met Yes. So basically, there, we have a mutual friend. Well, we have a lot, but one of them is Alex. And I interviewed Alex to come work for me at one point to be my assistant, Alex Papiccio. Yeah. I said her name a lot. Right. Okay, cool. So uh, it was, uh, I think, around a year ago. I interviewed her to be my assistant. And one of the reasons she caught my eye, I'm, you know the story, though. <laughs> it's so funny. One of the reasons Alex caught my eye was because I saw that she was a close friend 
uh, with Shannon. And I thought Shannon was just so beautiful. And I was so intrigued by her. And I saw that her and her girlfriend just broke up. And I was pretty sure she was single. I wasn't sure. So then I remember, like, I liked, like, one or two of her pics and, like, commented on one of the pictures, you know, oh. trying to see if she'll notice. She didn't. Uh, <laughs> and <laughs> But I remember that was one of the reasons, like, literally Alex got the interview with me. It was like, we meet. And then I'm like, so tell me, so how close are you with Shannon? Tell me about Shannon. I swear. Oh um, I yeah. got Alex a job. Pardon? I said, I got Alex a job. Literally. I get like really shy, even though I act really confident. So then when she wanted me to finally like come and meet you and she was hanging out with her room, she has a roommate, Carrie. So she, when Alex was there with Carrie and Shannon, she's like, oh, come by. And I was like, so nervous. Cause like, oh my God, this is so embarrassing. Like, what if she knows that I had a crush on her? And so, like, I had to unlike the pictures and, like, <laughs> no, delete my comment. No. Yeah, so she should, like, pretend, like, everything is cool. Like, oh, what's your name again? Sh- Shannon? Oh, okay, I wasn't I wasn't sure. I think we drank that night, though. By the end of the night, I'm pretty sure you told me that you knew who I was. Oh, yeah, I did. <laughs> dope, dope, so cool. <laughs> Perfect. Very cool. Um, okay, so I'm glad we got that out of the way. <laughs> okay, so... I guess one of my first questions I, I think would be anyone's question who doesn't know you. Yeah. It would be kind of, when did you start YouTube? Yeah. Um, okay, so I'm from Dallas, Texas. And then I went to college in Oklahoma. I went to like the most conservative school that I got into. And then I was like, oh my God, I'm definitely gay. <laughs> like, what do I do? Now I'm here. I'm in a sorority. And I was like losing my mind, freaking out. So I started a blog. And that's where I started to like first come out. And then that just like really organically turned into me making like YouTube videos because I slowly got this following, I think, because people were like, what the fuck's about to happen to this girl? She's like in a sorority in the South, like things could go really bad. So it like was a small following that I had. And I was like getting a lot of questions. I was like, maybe I'll just make a video and I'll talk to all of you at one time. And that was like, oh, God, a long time. 2014. (laughs) That was like 2012. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah. And then it just like slowly, like it, I wasn't a YouTuber then. Like I, you couldn't even make money on YouTube really at the time. Like it was just like a one-off. All my videos were unlisted. Like you could only find them if you knew my blog. So it was a, I have a really weird YouTube starting. Like it wasn't like, oh my God, how do I get famous? Like Right. I think that's the most organic way. That's the same thing for me with daddy issues. Like it wasn't to be famous. It had to do with my low self-esteem and like me being depressed and me doing something to make myself feel better first. Like yeah, it totally. wasn't it wasn't an outlet. Yeah, an totally. Escape for me. I was just trying to connect with anyone who I thought was like me. But how did the people find you? Like when when did you realize your YouTube channel was going to blow up? Well, it really, really took off after I graduated college and I started making videos with my ex-girlfriend. And so then you guys together at the time. Yeah, we oh, were together. It at the time. And when we were making videos together, I just think it was like kind of like serendipitous. Like it was like a time where there wasn't another couple that looked like us on the platform. And like, it just kind of blew up. I think I graduated in 2014. And I had like 5000 subscribers in May. And then by December, we had like over 100,000. So it was like, okay, what should we do with this now? So we moved to LA, obviously. (laughs) You guys moved together? Yeah. How did that work out? Well, <laughs> I would not know the answer. Ex-girlfriend. <laughs> um, okay, so that's good to know. So technically, when do you feel like you realized you were gay? <laughs> like, when does it happen? When does it happen? I don't know. I mean, for me in Texas, I didn't know you could be a lesbian. Like, I didn't know. <laughs> so before college, 
You weren't even identifying yourself as... No, but I did fall in love with a girl in high school. And that's when it was like, oh, shit. Like, I kissed a girl. I, like, had a lot of boyfriends, had all, like, not, like, a lot. But, like, I dated boys. I was, like... You've been around. Oh, yeah. <laughs> like, quite the opposite. But I did have boyfriends. And I was just, like, oh, my God. Like, all my friends were kissing boys. And they're, like, oh, my God, it's amazing, right? Like, I want to make out with so-and-so. I don't even make out with so-and-so. And I was, like, is it do we really like doing that? Like, is you guys think this is fun? And I was like, whatever, I guess this is what everyone feels. You hot all your friends up. Guys, is this right though? Does this feel right for you? Yeah. I'm like, are you not- sure we like this? <laughs> and then I kissed a girl and I was like, oh my fucking gosh, this is what you guys were talking about. And then I like went into like a spiral of like, oh my gosh, I can't be gay. I don't want to be gay. Like none of you are gay. You all want to kiss boys. I want to kiss boys too. And then I just like, it was just kind of me trying to push... <laughs> like a square peg into a circular hole sort of vibe, you know? I was like, I will be straight. So that that's why I went to Oklahoma. That's why I joined a sorority. I was like, I will do everything in my power to be straight, which makes no sense. I'm going to go surround myself with 200 hot girls and be like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I love boys. <laughs> Did not work out. Um, was it really hard for you to feel like you were holding some secret or you were just completely in denial because you were like, I cannot. Like, no. This is- yeah, no, it was really bad. It was really hard. Like high school, after I fell in love with that girl, like the rest, I, that was like junior year. So junior and senior year were super tough. And it was just like, I felt like I had a lot going on that I wasn't talking to anyone about because it was only me and that girl who like talked about anything. Like I remember the first night or maybe the second night I ever drank alcohol was in high school whoops don't do that but um my friend had gone through this breakup that day and just ironically so had I like the girl that I liked was like we can't do this anymore like this goes against everything I believe in she's very religious and so like basically me and my very best friend got dumped on the same day and went to a party and like my friend was sitting there next to me like just venting about it talking like to all of these people about like oh Brian broke my heart blah 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 And I'm sitting there like so brokenhearted also and no one fucking knew. And it was like soul crushing. I think I got alcohol poisoning. (laughs) I'm not even kidding. You couldn't just say you were still heartbroken after some guy. No, because like we were all best friends and like we were very like a close knit group of friends who like everyone dated everyone. It was like like Texas. It's a suburb of Dallas. Like it's not like you had like a bunch of options. I guess I could have lied. I mean, when I went to college, I talked to a few girls and I would like. Like I talked to a girl named Nikki and I saved her name in my phone as Nick. So she would like call me and text me and I would just be like, yeah, this is my friend Nick from, Oh, that's don't dope. worry about it, where he's from. But college is like such a big pool that people don't know who you know. You know what I mean? Like you could lie and be like, yeah, this is my best friend. Yeah, from but yes, you went to o- Oklahoma. Yeah. Is that like, a, I feel like, is there gay people there back then? I don't, I mean, not that there aren't, <laughs> but I'm saying like, is anyone no. openly gay in Oklahoma? I wouldn't know. I'm not from no. the I US, mean, but I just assume those type of states are not as open. That, I didn't know any. Yeah. I don't know. I was the only, there were like gay boys that I knew were gay and they weren't even saying they were gay. Like boys who were like in like, not to be like stereotypical, but like in musical theater with girlfriends. And we'd be like, Tyler, come on. We know it's okay. But like no one was out. Actually, I only, I kissed three boys in college. Watch out. (laughs) And one of them is gay. Now he came out. We both came out in the same month after college, like right after college. I was like, Jonathan, why didn't you tell me? We could have not done that. (laughs) We were like each other's beards or whatever. Do you know what that is? No. 
Oh, private parts? No, oh my God. Oh. No. Okay. A beard is like when a gay person dates another oh, gay person. You could I thought you said we licked each other's beards, and I was like, oh, okay. <laughs> so like your private parts? No, you you said we could have been each other's beards. <laughs> Got it. Because oh. I thought beard, because like maybe you both have pubic hair down there. Oh my god. And so then it's like your beard. That is so not right. <laughs> not what I meant. Did you know what a beard is? Have you ever heard that? Yeah, word? of course. I've dated guys who I thought were gay and in my head I was like, oh, I like the them so much. I would be their beard. Like, I don't care. I don't <laughs> care. Amazing. Yeah, I think like two guys I've dated, I'm pretty sure they're gay. No, three. <laughs> three. Think, but it's Now like, that I think about it. I don't mind. I feel like at this point, it's like, we could be like, you can be like my best friend. I'll love you like Netflix that. Netflix and chill. Yeah, like, someone actually. just to talk to. It's fine. I don't care that you're gay. Like, I'll still love you and you're rich. It'll work out. <laughs> icing on the cake and your bread <laughs> i'll take it i'll be your beer um so do you think at any point before you came out that your parents may have known um no well based off conversations i've had with them no they didn't think until so that situation with the girl that i fell in love with in high school her parents ended up putting a baby monitor in her room and finding out that we liked each other but like it was very PG. They just heard us talking about something. Thank goodness. It's really creepy though that the very parents creepy. had a baby monitor oh, in her room. Like, what if she was masturbating? It's clearly inappropriate. She was like so 16. inappropriate. Yeah. So they like overheard us talking about something, and then they called my parents. So they kind of like outed me before I was ready to come out. But your parents were they in denial? Um, they just like yeah. Well, my dad was like, "Girls experiment." <laughs> Just okay, like, dad. She's just like, you, okay. <laughs> and my mom it was just like, you're not gay, are you? And I was like, no. Ew. Obviously not. Gross. Gross. What is that? I'm like, have you met my boyfriend? <laughs> Nick. He's taking me to prom, so don't worry <laughs> about it. I'm straight. Did you, go, did you go to prom with a guy? I went to every dance with a boy, obviously. So you've had sex? No. So you're not a, like, what, what? <laughs> I've never had sex with a boy, which I've also never said that to the internet before, so... You've Surprise! Never, you've never said that before? No, I've never said it. Okay, so you're what they called, is it a golden lesbian? A gold star lesbian. A gold star lesbian. Yeah, yeah I'm also then a gold star lesbian. <laughs> Perfect. So. <laughs> Perfect, we can relate. <laughs> okay, so are you still ever attracted to men at all? I mean, I find men attractive. I'm just not attracted to Okay, them. so you can still look at them and be like, that guy's handsome. Yeah. But you're not like, oh, I want that dick in my mouth. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, my God. That's not yeah. across your mind. <laughs> no, 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 no. That doesn't hit me like that. No, it's different. It's <laughs> just like, he's cute. Or like, like anyone. I can find like women attractive that I'm not attracted to. As I'm sure you find men attractive that you aren't like, yes. I like you. So, Yeah. Yeah, I, I've had I've had people before say to me, though, like I've been talking about someone and I'm like, yeah, but he's like he's really unattractive, like talking about this guy. And someone was like, yeah, but Shannon, you're a lesbian. You think all guys are unattractive. I was like, do you think I'm blind? Like, I can't tell if someone's cute or not cute, like just because I don't want their D in my mouth. I still can see that they're an attractive person. Yeah. Well, that brings me to my next question. Um, are you. Was it weird for you then before you came out to be attracted to all your friends? I mean, sorry, I meant 
Do you ever, were you attracted to your friends? That was my question. <laughs> Be attracted to all your friends? Because you're lesbian, so you must you like, like every, every girl. girl. <laughs> all boys are gross. All girls are hot. That's how it works in the mind of a lesbian. Um, um, yeah, but do you ever, okay, how about this? Do you ever feel attracted <laughs> to your straight friends? I think growing up, when I looked back on it as like an adult now, I see that I had some relationships with friends that I definitely had a crush on them. But in the time like that it was happening, it was super innocent. I didn't know because like I didn't know I was gay until I fell in love with that girl. And then basically I was just like focused on her until I came out. But I definitely had friendships where I'm like, well, I, I like really wanted her to be around all the time. Like, you know, it was sweet. It was innocent. But yeah, probably most friends I had, most like my best friends at some point or another was kind of like, but I didn't know I had a crush. I don't know. Have you ever had a crush on someone that you weren't supposed to have a crush on? Everyone. <laughs> literally. Okay. Anyone around me for too long, I'm like, do I like them? <laughs> it's literally. We hung like out two more. nights in a row. Like, yeah. should we Is this date? something? I do that in my head all the time. Okay, perfect. So when you finally came out, did you have any stray friends offended that you never tried to hit on them or that that meant you didn't think they're attractive or something? Oh my God, that's so funny. I think maybe in different parts of the country that might happen, but in Texas, like, no. My friends are so cool, actually. Like, they... I think that also helped um, kind of like my YouTube channel and like my following is that I had such a good reaction and like I did have such a I wasn't set up for success in a sorority in Oklahoma coming out like a lot of people definitely were like, oh, that's not going to go well. And like the reaction was amazing. Like I'm in like four of my friends weddings this year that I graduated with from college and like I've been in three others like they're all married. What's going on? <laughs> but like the reaction was amazing. And they're all like, they're just not weird about anything at all. Like I took like boudoir pictures for my friend, for her like husband for. Oh, se sexy pics. Yeah. Got it. But I'm saying like, you would think that maybe people from like Texas, Oklahoma would be like, I'm not letting this lesbian take pictures of me. <laughs> but like, they're so cool. And it's because I also knew going into college, I was a bit like, I was like aware that I was probably, I liked girls. So I've always been like, like super conscious of like how I interact with like women in a way that I never wanted them to look back and be like, okay, that time that Shannon massaged my back for like four hours, was that weird <laughs> for us? Like, so I would never do that. And yeah. like, even like when girls get changed in front of me and stuff in my sorority, like everyone thought I was really modest because that would like turn around. Oh. But it was just me, like, I think just subconsciously, like, setting myself up to, like, never have looked creepy. Yeah. I bet anyone, when they, like, think about you in, like, a locker room, they just, like, usually boys, I'm assuming, they just assume, like, a porn scene. Yeah. Like, you, like, because you're lesbian, you look at them, you're like, oh, fuck. And <laughs> then you start to, like, like undress. the complete opposite. I'm like, <laughs> nobody look at me. I won't look at you. We don't have to talk about this ever again. I was just, like, so, I guess, respectful. But also, it was definitely out of fear of, like... I never wanted that. I never wanted someone to be like, ew, did Shannon enjoy something? You know what I mean? Whatever. Yeah, it could but that have been. sucks. That sucks. I mean, I'm happy that after college you decide to come out because so many people wait so much even longer. But I genuinely can't imagine what it's like to to have a secret in you and to feel different and and be, and feel like there's no one you can talk to for so many years. Totally. And then, I mean, it must have been such a relief for you to finally be able to like wake up one day and be yourself. You oh my know? gosh, it was insane. It's the best feeling in the world. Yeah, I mean, I can relate. I, as someone that's, 
I think I'm pretty. I think I'm straight. Like <laughs> whatever I am, someone who's pretty straight. Even though I did comment on your picture that one time. No, I mean I'm kind of, I'm kind of like I've only dated guys, but like, do I find girls attractive? Yes, and I'm my belief. Like I love love so much, and I'm such romantic, and I've said this to Jess before. That my belief is more like if I, if I. To me, that's why a lot of times when I date guys, it can be completely different. They look different and everything. It's because I don't fall in love with someone's looks. It's really about like their soul and their personality. So if I met if I met a girl and she just happens to be like, I'm like, oh my God, is this my soulmate? I, I w- wouldn't care if she had a vagina because the first time I saw a penis, I was like, that's disgusting. <laughs> so you know what I'm saying? No, true. Yeah. So I feel I like think, I don't really care what private parts that person comes with. I think that that makes a lot more sense, honestly. When exactly did you come out to your parents? I came out to my parents my freshman year of college, like after my freshman year. So like I came out to my family before I came out to my friends, which is all, like a lot of my coming out stories kind of backwards compared to a lot of other people's. Like a lot of people are like, oh, feel more comfortable around their friends. But like for me, my parents are from the East Coast. They're not super duper like Christian, like a lot of like my friends in Dallas and Oklahoma were. Um, so I was like less scared of my parents than I was of my friends. And my parents are also like the type of people who are just like, as all parents should be, give unconditional love. So it was like, it wasn't a fear of mine. Like I, I wasn't scared they weren't going to love me anymore. So it was easier to come out to them than it was to like some of my friends because friends don't really have to give you unconditional love. Oh, that's true. Right? So yeah, so I did it kind of backwards compared to some people. I also like, I was out online before I was out in real life. So like, even though it was just like on this blog and my face was attached to it, but like, I kind of say I'm like the lesbian Hannah Montana because I was like out online, but straight and in a sorority in real life. So it was like a weird process where like, you know, big YouTubers like Joey Graceffa or like Ingrid, like have to make this coming out video after like whatever, eight years on YouTube. And then they're like, oh, by the way, guys, I'm gay. Like mine was completely the opposite. I'm like already making like this gay content. And then I have to go turn to my, like all my straight friends and be like, by the way, guys, I'm gay. And I have 10,000 followers on this random Instagram that you guys didn't know existed. Yeah. I had a straight Instagram and I had a gay Instagram. Oh, my God. And then we had to merge the two. So it's like let people Were they both of the Instagrams open Instagram? No, they're both private. Okay. So even my like one with like like the gay following was a private one that I would look and I would like scour who like asked to follow and make sure if they like looked like a sorority girl, I wouldn't accept it. I'd be like. No, she's like a pie five from down the street. It's not happening. Question. Why does everyone make U-Haul jokes about lesbians? Because lesbians U-Haul. It's it's like one of those stereotypes that you're like, oh, my God, stereotypes exist for a reason. Because we do that. I don't know what that's about. Like girls just start dating a girl and then you have like a cat or a dog together in like two months and like basically live in each other's apartment. Is it because women were just more emotional? So then the relationship goes faster with the emotional side? I think that's side? what it is. I think it's just also like, yeah, I like a less of a fear of commitment maybe that women have. Like True. we kind of like you meet each other and if it clicks. Also, it's like, it's not a huge dating pool we're working with here. Like it's growing as people are coming out and stuff. And like everyone's becoming more open-minded to like whatever. But like, it's still not like, it's a very it's a small percentage of the overall population. So you meet like a really hot, cool girl and you're like, you're sticking with me. Like, <laughs> I can't lose you like everyone else is. I'm, I'm scared. You have to be with me. 
CarMax is putting peace of mind back in car shopping by putting you in the driver's seat to find a ride that's right for you. Because at CarMax, we believe you shouldn't just settle for a car. You should love your car. That's why every car we sell is CarMax certified quality so you can be sure with upfront pricing that's the same for every customer. So don't settle. Find love at first drive and start shopping now at CarMax.com. CarMax, the way car buying should be. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. I was wondering, how do you feel, you know, A, I mean, I'm so happy for you. Like, you know, you can, you finally get to be yourself, but it doesn't, and just, and you know, your parents accept you, your friends accept you, and that's amazing. But then it's like, it gets to the point that is the rest of the world going to accept me? Whether you care or not, it can still be in the back of your head. How do you feel when you meet people who say that being gay is a choice versus you're you're born with it or, oh, it's just a phase, stuff Mm -hmm. like that? I mean, I think for me personally, I'm so confident in who I am and like, I have such a good like group of people around me and family and everything that like those fears for myself kind of have gone away. But it's more so now, especially having the following that I have thinking about the people that I know are in areas where they're not getting that love and support. And like and then in areas where you're in countries where it's literally illegal to be gay, like I have followers who message me and they're like, I can't be who I am in my country. So like the fear for myself is pretty much like not there anymore, but it's just like, I have this fear for like the rest of the community. And like, I do think I feel like I'm a bit responsible to make sure that that can be, that everyone have my experience at some point. Like it's definitely not happening anytime soon, but hopefully, and like it's baby steps, right? Like people, like it, we just legalized gay marriage in like 2015. That's crazy. Yeah. Like I came out with the knowledge that I was, it was illegal to marry whoever I was going to fall in love with. Do you have a memory of any coming out story of a fan that really touched your heart? Like there's so many that it's like hard to even say. I, I went on a tour like two years ago, this like tour called love is love tour. Yeah. I I saw that. Okay, good. (laughs) We went around from like different cities and just like, whatever it was, it was basically like an anti-bullying, like love is love sort of whatever. Um, but I did, I had this mom come up to me after one of the shows and I was at the merch booth, like signing someone's shirt. And like this, this kid, she's like, she came up to me without her kid. And she was like, I just want to tell you that like I spent the, today's my birthday. She was like, today is my birthday. And I decided to come here and spend it with my kid because they came out to me like two months ago. They didn't want to, they tried to kill themselves and they're here today. And like, I would rather spend my birthday here with my kid than do anything else in the world. Cause I'm just so happy they're alive. And she was like, and I'm so grateful that you guys came here and like showed them this time because like, I think that like I saw a change in my kid today. I guess it's not a coming out story exactly, but no, it was. I literally want to cry. It was I'm, like, crazy. Back my tears. <laughs> it was it that like I cried and hugged her, and I was like, "This is 
the most well, emotional. It was the first night of the tour too. So I was like, there's something so touching about the fact that you get on the internet. And yes, there's a lot of reasons why people get like to be famous and money, but there's something so heartfelt and touching about those fans that reach out to you. And they tell you how something so small that you thought was small for you that like changed their life. You're, it's like, I think it still is so mind blowing to me. Totally. I feel like I'll never get used to that. No, definitely not. And I think it's, it's sad because social media has such a bad rep right now, especially I think in like our society of like, it's really bad for mental health. It's bad for my mental health. Like personally, I feel like it is. But it's sad because it does get a bad rep when honestly, at the same time, social media like saved my life because I did not know that I could be who I am until I saw that other people were doing it. And like I, the only representation that I had like before that, that I could see like regularly were people like Ellen DeGeneres and like maybe like Tegan and Sarah, which like super cool. But Tegan and Sarah are, like rock stars. So like the, I had some there were some like queer women but there just wasn't anyone that I ever saw that I was like, that could be me. Like, I'm like, if I could just pick up a guitar and sing and be like this badass, like lesbian, like I would feel more confident. But I was like, I'm just a sorority girl from Dallas, Texas, living in Norman, Oklahoma, where we have shirts that say, keep Norman normal. What the hell? And so I thought I didn't know I could be myself until until social media, where I saw other people that like looked like me or like had anything in common with me. And I was like, oh my gosh, if you can do it, I can do it. And so like social media as negative as it has been on so many people's like mental health and whatever, like it also definitely is like a force to be reckoned with. Like people are relating to people that they would never ever in their life get to meet. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. That all, that's why I try to look at social media in a positive way. And I try to bring positivity to social social media. media. It's so important for me to always, like my whole podcast is literally about like self-love and healing. And like, yes, I make jokes and things like that. But, and, and the weirdest thing is that when people always think if they're feeling down or they're in a bad mood that they don't want to deal with anyone else's problems. But the truth is, is that whenever you give advice or you try to make someone else feel better, it makes, ends up subconsciously making you feel better. So People should want to help other people more because it it will make you happier. Yeah. And just sharing like real emotions, like real human emotions through social media is so healing. Like, obviously, you don't want your whole account to be like, I'm sad today and I'm sad today. But like just showing people, I, I really respect that like a lot of people that I follow and like a lot of like people with a good amount of followers have been more open about like their issues with mental illness or like just mental health in general and being like, hey, you know what? This last month was hard or, you know, what? like this last month was amazing. But like to become real people and less filtered is really hard, especially I feel like up until recently, everything's been so filtered. Like people just want to look amazing. And I think I kind of feel like everyone is like hitting this like breaking point where we're like, okay, are we all happy? There's no fucking way. (laughs) Like I'm not happy every day. So there's no way all of you are. And like, it's just like something that's like a it's like a domino effect. Like the more people are real and honest. Yeah. People, people are really appreciating it. it. And yeah. like, I think people really appreciate it. But uh, I mean, some parts of it, I think it's almost hilarious when I see a model now, when she posts like a picture of herself with no makeup on, which is so normal. And people will be like, you are so brave. Like forget yeah, the soldiers, <laughs> like forget the soldiers or fought for our country. Like you though, yeah. you're the bravest. Because uh-huh. you posted a picture in good lighting and you filtered your face, but you didn't wear makeup because you wrote hashtag no makeup. No. So I'm going to believe you. Yeah. No. <laughs> You're brave. It does go. It does go both ways, too. You also see people making posts where they're like, oh, my mental health's been really struggling. And I you don't want to, like, doubt yeah. that people are being real. But, like, 
you also do see that some of those posts are like successful. Like, you know what I mean? I feel like it's, it's a crazy world we live in, like with Instagram having such a, like a numerical, like valuation of like how your post did, like you can see your success, like it's right there and everyone else can see it too. So like, yeah, I definitely think people take advantage of like, even just like saying like, Oh, my life's not perfect, but look, I'm on a jet. Like what? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. But I'm in the back. Yeah. (laughs) Pick the timing of those honest posts. Um, well, speaking of mental health, like I know you've also been an advocate for mental health and you talked about before about battling with anxiety and depression. Mm-hmm. And I think you even made a like a video about it, right? Yeah, I did. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I know. Okay. What made you finally want to make that video and did you always were you always battling with anxiety and depression or did yeah. did you hit a really low point recently or one point like what? Tell me. No, totally. I think um you know what's weird is like, I have battled with depression and anxiety probably for a long time, but for so long, like when I was in the closet, I had something to attach it to, you know? And I was like, oh, I'm depressed, I'm anxious because I have this huge secret. Like anyone would be depressed and anxious, right? And that lasted for until I came out. And then I came out and, you know, there's this like this period of like bliss of like, I'm free, I can be who I am, whatever. Mm-hmm. And but then like a year, two years after I came out, I think I like hit this like first like lull in my life again where I was like, wait, I feel really anxious and depressed the same way as I did before. But like now I don't have like I don't have a big secret or I don't have like there's nothing there was nothing happening for me to feel those feelings. And that was like the scariest moment of my life to be like, oh, you can just like feel depressed or anxious and it doesn't have to be attached to like some big life event like you just mental health is like something that like like ebbs and flows and sometimes it hits you. But that was the first time that like it wasn't like sexuality based. And I was like, oh my God, like I thought that I, I thought that I like beat that almost in a way, you know, I was like, that'll never happen to me again. And so that's been, since that happened, that happened once. And then I've been through probably like three or four, like other, like big, like maybe like months, couple months of like depression where I'm like, oh my God. And it's just not, based off anything and that's so frustrating because at yeah. least when it was coming out it was just like oh this I'll is come what, out and I'll yeah. fix it and then now like it's just like oh my god you're telling me I'm just like an adult who has like I go through moments of not being happy I'm not stoked about that like because you can't fix it it feels like I feel like I can't fix it what have you done to kind of figure out how to do force yourself to be happy or how to change or some people don't even know that when they're depressed like are you lucky enough that you're able to notice I think that because I've been through moments like where I know that feeling like it was I recognized it you know which is nice like good I think that's like definitely the first step is to like just recognize that something is kind of like not right or like you don't feel 100% right because then you can start taking steps to try to make it better like And for me, that's like just trying to do things like get out of bed in the morning, like not afternoon. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like get up, do things, leave my apartment, like not listen to only sad music. And also it also is important, I think, too, to like give you some time to also lull in that like feeling. Like if you need a day where you only listen to sad songs and you sleep till one o'clock and then you get out of bed and you just watch movies all day. I think that's okay too. It's just like finding a balance where you give yourself a break, but then also you are like 
we're not getting stuck in this. You know, you have to like keep doing shit or it just will like keep perpetuating itself. This is what I, why I love sometimes just sitting and talking because what you were saying about your depression, where you were just thinking, well, I'm depressed because I didn't come out yet. Mm -hmm. But once I come out, like everything will be fine. It never clicked in my mind that I kind of went through something similar. And that's why I hit like a really bad depression at one point because I, I didn't, I couldn't understand like why we'd be depressed because I was born with enamel deficiency. So growing up, I would, we, we, my parents, my mom and I would be fixing a lot, but, and something that I haven't talked about yet, which I will eventually, but like being bullied for it and like hating myself and all that. And then when I became daddy issues, like um, before I quote unquote came out as daddy issues, because I was anonymous for two years, I remember I was like, I have to fully like a hundred percent fix it because I don't want to get bullied for it. And I was like, this is it. Like, yeah, I will finally feel beautiful and I will finally love myself because it was one of the first. So that's what people don't understand. Like if they think I act cocky or whatever, a lot of times it's also fake confidence and fake it till you make it. But it's, it's literally because I've only feel like I, I feel like I only found myself or love myself since I started daddy issues, but I feel like I only felt, you know, beautiful the past, maybe I've been doing this for five years. So the past three years. Mm -hmm. So like, that's what people don't get. So then when I finally quote came out as daddy issues, I fixed my, um, my birth defect that completely would be un unnoticeable to most people. And I was like, now I will love myself. Now I will never be depressed. Now I'll be finally, I'm fucking beautiful. And then like, that's why suddenly when I'm getting jealous of girls again, or I don't feel good about myself, I first I, I was like, what? Yeah. It doesn't make sense. No, totally. I'm supposed to love, like, I can't be depressed now. Like, get, like yeah, I fixed it. It's I crazy. Fi I fixed but, the thing that was like the yeah. problem. And so now everything will be good. But I never realized that was my thought process literally until right now you talking. It really? Hit me <laughs> that it was like, that makes so much sense because three years ago when I sunk into insanely bad depression i didn't know how depressed i was until i went to sleep i i wrote a because i write I, I like to write so i wrote a poem and the next day when i woke up i just read the poem and i wrote it really late at night and I, I forgot what i wrote and when i looked in the morning it was when i was reading i was thinking like who is this girl she sounds insanely suicidal yeah and she sounds like she needs to talk to someone that's when i was like whoa mm -hmm. holy shit am i depressed like what's happening and once I realized I was depressed, I, I, you know, I started to work on it to really get out of that rub, but it took me months, but I was also depressed for months. But yeah, I genuinely now think it's because <laughs> of what you said. It didn't, I don't <laughs> No, totally. I think that's like relatable to a lot of people. It doesn't have, and even like to things like going through a breakup, right? Like, or just like anything that you're like, I'm, when you can attach your depression to something, it feels way less scary, I think. And so true. I think when you are just feeling depressed and you're like, what the fuck? Like, I live where I want to live. I'm like out and proud. I'm doing all the things I thought I'd never do. Like, I have a like hot girlfriend. I have this. I have that. Like, I have everything that I thought I'd never get. Why the fuck am I sad? And then you're, that is so much more. And then you feel shame too. Yeah. Cause you're like, I shouldn't be sad because. Like I have I, no right to be sad. Exactly. And then, and then it's even worse cause you feel shame. So you can't even talk about yeah. it. It's, it's stupid. <laughs> it's it's so just so stupid. stupid. Everyone be happy. Yeah. Just, just do it. <laughs> like next advice. What do I do if I'm sad? Oh, just be happy. Yeah. Just like do it. <laughs> One time I tweeted and I was like, oh, I'm so anxious. And this girl tweeted back at me and goes, just relax. I was like. <laughs> Oh well, my God, you fixed it. What did I think of that? Why did I, I feel great now. Um, do you have a crazy story about dealing with some of those incredibly homophobic? Hmm. Um, yeah, well, I, yes. I mean, definitely have a lot of like kind of just random instances of like 
mini like little hate crimes where you're like, okay, it's not like worth it to like, I think for girls or for me, I'm always putting my safety first. So like, because a lot of like homophobia that is targeted at me comes from men. Like I don't have a lot of girls who like walk by me and are like, dying. Like, like it's <laughs> usually like, it's usually men who feel like insecure that they're looking at me and I'm saying, I don't want you. And it's just like little dick energy. But like, I am, I'm pretty small. Like I'm not going to fight a man. So like, when I like get into these instances, I usually just try to let it like run off my back because I'm like, I'm I'm not it's 2 a.m. We're like at a bar. Am I going to make you a better person in this moment? No. And what is the, the other option is like maybe I get like hurt physically. I'm like, no, thank you. I did get spit on in Amsterdam. And that was a bit of a <laughs> that was probably my worst situation. But I'm not even sure if that was a hate crime or just like because you were American. <clears throat> well, I was talking to a girl. But we were just literally talking. And this guy walked by and he was like, um, oh, he goes, I bet you want this big dick, don't you? And I looked at him and I go, oh, my God, fuck you, which is so weird. I'm not confrontational. It was just so vulgar and in my face that I was like, ew, what the fuck? And he turned around and he spit on me in my face. And I was like shocked, just like in utter shock. I couldn't believe it. And it like got on the girl too. So it was like, but it was like literally hit me right in the face. I'm like, oh, oh my God. It, like my mind's like just immediately like I have an STD now. And then I don't, don't worry. But I was just like, ew, what the fuck? Like germs. And then he started walking away and I flipped him off. And like, I just went, was like, okay, fuck you again. And then he turned around oh my God. And, and he spit on me again. What? And then he walked away. We're in Amsterdam, right? So then he walked away and he goes, don't you ever fucking talk to me like that again? And I'll drown you in this fucking, this fucking canal. And I was like, of his spit. That was, <laughs> he was going to drown me over me saying fuck you to him after he said, do you want this big, or I bet you want this big dick. I'm like, you could not be more off base. You're, I'm not your audience. Wow. It was crazy. Yeah. But I'm, that's cause I'm not sure if that was like based off homophobia or just, um, I think that had to do with masculinity. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But damn, that's I don't even know how to react if someone spit on me. I know I cried. I went home and cried. I would, got in the shower. I hundred percent cry. I don't know. Yeah, I was like, that was like the weirdest, most like I don't know. Yeah, that sounds more like like these days a Hollywood story because I feel yeah. like I have stories where brands that I won't work with because one of the men has been really aggressive and yeah. I go home and cry about it. Yeah, so. that's just like toxic masculinity and yeah, yeah, that was crazy though weird story i don't think yeah i can't think of anything like homophobia based that's more than just like the stupid like me saying i'm gay and someone being like i don't i don't believe you like you're not like and then just like wait has anyone ever said you're too pretty to be gay oh my god yeah and it's like yes and that, i slid into your dm and i was like are you gay because you're too pretty to be gay it was me i did it <laughs> perfect no that and like are you sure you're a lesbian and Oh, that's because you just haven't found the right man yet. And then what else? Oh, oh I oh. bet if you felt a dick, you would change your mind. Oh, is that what the, the literal worst one that drives me fucking crazy is I'll say, which I stopped doing this, by the way. Like I kind of like I went through a period when I first moved to L.A. where someone would hit on me and I'd be like, oh, I'm gay. I'm sorry. And then I realized that that is just like opens. It's just yes. And it's just like this opens this like cornucopia of like. 8 billion douchey misogynistic things that someone wants to say. And I was like, 
I got to stop doing that because it just doesn't help anyone. So now I'll be like, oh, sorry, I'm, I'm not available or whatever. I'll just say anything I'm but not that. Available. Or just, yeah. So, but the worst one by far is when I say I'm a lesbian and then they go, don't worry, I'm a lesbian too. Oh my God. I'm like, and it, you, it would blow your mind how many men have said that to me. I'm like, that is not clever. Like you have not created something that you did not invent that saying. <laughs> so for any straight men watching this or listening to this, don't say that. It's not cool. What's a common myth about lesbians that you just want to squash right now or that straight people think? Like to debunk um, that we hate straight men. <laughs> oh, yeah. That's literally one of my questions. Yeah. What's up with people thinking lesbians hate straight men? I don't know. I'm, I, it's probably because of experiences like me saying that in the bar. And then that's what straight men associate every lesbian with is like, because it'll be a conversation like, I'm sorry, I'm gay. And then they are like, are you sure? And then you're like, fuck you, please leave me alone. And then they're like, lesbians hate men. (laughs) Also, there used to be this like weird, I don't know if this is still a thing, but that gay men and lesbians don't like each other or don't get along. Okay. You just reading off of my question. Really? That's, that's a myth that (laughs) I've heard before too. Yeah. And I have before too. I love, I, I get along with everyone. Anyone who treats me with respect and like, just is like, oh, Shannon's gay. That's, it's, I will be your friend. Like, I don't care what, who, like doesn't matter. Yeah. Um, anything, even down to like beliefs, like that doesn't matter. Even if like, I have a lot of Christian friends that I think even some of them might in the back of their head, they're not vocalizing it to me, but maybe you're like Shannon sinning and, but it's okay. If they can think we can have our own beliefs. And like, as long as we both can treat each other with respect, I'm like down to be your friend. Like, yeah. Cause I probably have different beliefs than they have, even if they, they're not so focused on them being like sinners, but. So speaking of religion, do you believe in God? Holy moly. Um, religion has been something that since like growing up in Texas and then being in Oklahoma, it's been like something that I've had to revisit. And like, I want to learn for myself. I think I spent like 22 years in an environment that was just like, you will be Christian because we're all Christian. Like there was never, no one ever was like, do you want to like learn about Christianity? It was just like, no, 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 we're all Christian here. So like now I feel like I'm at, I feel like right when I moved, I was feeling very like anti-establishment, like very anti like church and all of that because I heard and been to a lot of services that made me feel like I was unwelcomed. So then like I spent a lot of time being just like very anti it. And now I feel like I'm getting to like a point where I'm ready to like revisit and decide for myself. And like, I don't know. So I feel like, is this coming from, because this is the, the reason I'm asking, because I'm Jewish, so, yeah, yeah. but I am confused about the fact that sometimes people assume that if you are queer or trans or anything, then you can't possibly believe in God because it, it, it like, it doesn't go with each no, other. No, no. I don't understand that part because no. you can be a Christian and you can still be gay. Like God, I feel like God is going to love you regardless, you know? Totally. So, I 100% do not believe that. Christianity or any religion and being a part of the gay community are mutually mutually exclusive. I know a lot, a lot of like really religious um, queer people, like of all kinds, like Jewish, Christian, like all walks of life. So that's why I asked if you believe in God, because I want to take that away for people assuming, well, if you're that, then there's no way you can be like, not religious person, but there's no way you believe then in God. No, no, no. I'm definitely spiritual. And I definitely believe in something. I'm just like, 
like what I'm saying is I'm just trying to like figure out what I believe in for myself by myself, like reading about stuff, listening about stuff. Like I want to like, I want to know that I came to my belief by myself, like and on my own and not just because I grew up in an environment where that that's where I was told to be. Cause like, if I grew up in like a different country, I would be a different religion just because that's where I grew up. Right. Like I want to like have my own beliefs. And I love that. I think, I think sometimes people assume that if you're raised a certain way or whatever, like your, your opinions will always stick the same. And I think it's so important to show that people can change. I mean, a good example is I'm from Russia. Yeah. Um, I was born in the Soviet Union when I was still Soviet Union. Being from Russia, I'm fully aware of how Russians view gays. It's pretty known thing. If you guys are unaware, I'm here not to offend anyone. But like I've told the story to Jess is that one thing I've been told about gay people, at least back then, I don't know if it changed a little bit in Russia, but back then gay people didn't exist in Russia. There wasn't really a thing or you wouldn't be open about it because when anyone in Russia thought about someone being gay, it was more had to do with men. So I don't think lesbians existed, period. Yeah, that's <laughs> but, what I thought too. But for the gay men in Russia, basically, if somebody said, oh, that guy's gay, it means he's like the scummiest of the scum of the scum because you basically got to go to jail and in jail, men fuck men. So you're the bottom and you're the guy getting fucked and that's the homo, quote unquote. And that's like, that would be the definition in Russia back then. Yeah. And then I grew up in Israel. I never realized that, I didn't have one gay friend because mm-hmm. Israel, we're, it's a religious country. Yeah, I don't think I even realized how how um how protected and what is war called like um, um sheltered sheltered I was. But I've never had one gay friend. I mean, looking back now, I think one of my friends was gay, but I didn't realize it never crossed me. So when I moved to America and in high school, and somebody talked to me about somebody they know being gay or something like that, my first thought was. Well, it's a choice. So why don't you just say you don't want to be gay? Yeah. And and it, I'm not embarrassed to admit it because I don't think like that now, but it is important to show how yeah, you grow. can grow up a certain way and be so ignorant and you can still, no matter what age you are, completely change your mind. And my mother who grew up in strict Russia and everything, I've spoke to her before and I said, mom, would you, if I decide that, if I decide, if I, if I told you that I was gay, would you like love me less. I was just curious because my dad's very strict. And she mm-hmm. said, like Violetta, first of all, like I I would I want you to find love. Like I want you to be happy. That's what I care. And she goes, I would be a little sad. And I said, why would you be sad? And I thought, oh, she's gonna be sad because I'm gay. And she said, No, I'll be sad because, you know, life is already so hard. Like life is hard enough. And it would break my heart to think of you um like going out there and dealing with people who may not understand you and I won't be able to protect you. And that's what makes me sad because life is already so hard and your life is going to be even harder. Yeah. And I was like, you are the most amazing woman yeah, that's in the so world. Sweet. Like, I love you. That's so sweet. You know? It's also really weird because that's like verbatim what my mom said to me. Parents just, mothers just know. Literally the same thing. She was just like, I just don't want your life to be harder than it has to be. Which is so funny because my life is, everything that I have, weirdly, is because because of who I am and like because of like, this journey I've gone through, like coming out. So like in, in so many ways, being gay has made my life like, I don't know, easier, like better. And I think that it could be that for a lot more people too. And I hope like in time as like people open their minds and like people, if you can change your mind, like it can happen to anyone. And I think it does. I think it takes, I really think it takes like one human interaction, like one bond with one person, like yeah. to really change your mind. Because I think for me, like for my college friends, 
me coming out was a big thing for a lot of them because it was like, okay, like I never thought that like I'd have a gay friend, but like I love Shannon. So I guess I don't care, you know, and that's that can change someone's whole life. So if you I don't know, just being brave enough to be yourself is like in and of itself, like helping um, change the world. Yeah. And and you and I think always you shouldn't be embarrassed to ask questions. But I think one of the things that made me kind of understand that it wasn't a choice was I had a really close guy friend and um, he's Jewish and he comes from a religious family, pretty Jewish religious family. And we would have like Shabbat dinners and stuff like that. And his mom would say, so when are you when are you guys going to date and jokes like that? And I could tell he was gay, like I could feel it. Yeah. And I was like, and I would look at his eyes and I feel like I've, I would see his pain. And it made me and I think like he almost in a way fully changed my mind because I, I kept thinking like this guy's hurting so much pretending. And he was already in his 30s. So like this guy's hurting. And for his 30th birthday, what do you do? He went to um Britney Spears concert in Vegas. <laughs> Not that there's anything gay about that, but it's 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 it's, it's, a, it's a hint, <laughs> you know. Yeah. And one time we were like, "What's who's your perfect woman?" He's like, "Well, my perfect man, I mean, woman <laughs> oh, is." Oh no. And it was oh, like no. as funny as it was for all of us, like knowing that he yeah. is. It it still it would it's, break my heart because it's like, fuck, like you're gonna go your whole life pretending to be somebody you're not just to make your parents maybe happy because you think your parents may not accept you. Yeah. Like your parents are going to love you regardless. And if someone doesn't accept you, then fuck them. Like totally. I mean, I always say like the only choice that you have in being gay is whether you're going to like be honest about who you are or you're going to try your whole life to like please the people around you. Like that's the choice. There's the choice isn't like, am I gay or am I not gay? It's just like, are you going to like be brave enough to be yourself? Or are you going to just like, live your life for everyone else which is so sad you get one fucking life like yeah why waste it making other people happy and also the thought of missing out on the opportunity of falling in love which is i think the best thing in the whole entire world the thought that you would give that up for just things that are just not like they're just so not real like there's nothing more important than falling in love and being in love with yourself too at the same time and if you're hiding that then there's no way that you can love yourself if you are walking around thinking that like there's something wrong with you because there's nothing wrong with you. You're perfect. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Getting the smile and confidence you've been dreaming about all from the comfort of your home isn't a total mystery with Bite Clear Aligners. Just don't be surprised if all your friends start asking, what's your secret? Begin by ordering your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95. Bite Clear Aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces, plus they offer flexible financing, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot Start your confidence journey today with Byte. Yeah, you don't want your life to become Brokeback Mountain. <laughs> That movie is the best. And that's the takeaway. <laughs> that's the takeaway. Don't they should have been together. Life. So don't yes. do that to yourself. Jeez. <laughs> this isn't Montana. Uh, 
<laughs> I love that movie. It was really good. Beautiful. They're so hot. I know. They're <laughs> so good looking. Um, what's one of the most important things that you feel like you've learned in your life? Hmm. Oh my gosh, so much. There's just so much. Um, I think just like I think the most important thing in the world, which I guess is I don't know if everyone would relate to this, but like is just to be yourself and find any way that you can be the most you that you can be, whether that's like you're gay or it's just like the way you want to express yourself or it's like the job you want to have. Like, don't live your life like just like go to school and do a nine to five job. If you have like a crazy aspiration to be like, I don't know, live your dream, like go be the version of yourself that you want to be. What was your life before learning your um, most important thing? I guess, well, I guess for you was the come out. So your life before I was sad. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, sad and lonely. (laughs) I mean, there was a time in my life where I genuinely thought I would like marry a boy and just like do it. And I was like, my gosh, I can't do it. (laughs) Like three makeouts in a Did you try to watch like, did you try to watch like straight? porn or something to help you yeah but i watch straight porn now to be honest yeah i have friends who are uh, um, my, my lesbian friends some of them watch like gay porn and yeah. that's what turns them on I so watch, yeah i'm like i don't know i, I watch girl and girl porn, porn. Yeah. oh sorry no no it's not it's just so funny because my channel i like like i never even said that i never had sex with a boy before but i only done that because i've had this i think irrational fear that if i told my audience that that there would be people who follow me who think that maybe if they did have sex that like some that that's bad which I totally disagree with I think like sex is also just sex like I don't think it's that big of a deal I think we've made it a way I'll bigger in love deal. with you but sex normally is not a big deal but for me I would love you <laughs> oh <my God. laughs> totally kidding but no I just think I, I think there's a I, I don't know but I think that even having a word like a uh, gold star lesbian is kind of like negative because it's like who cares? Like, yeah, it makes it seem as if you're one lesbian's better. Yeah, than yeah. One. Like, I'm not any better of a lesbian because I didn't have sex with a boy. I'm just like from Dallas, so it was yeah. actually really easy not to have sex. Like, all my friends were abstaining from sex, so it was like, yeah, me too. Thank God, I can't have sex either. <laughs> That's a sin. I'm just gonna have sex with girls instead. <laughs> um. Whoops. Okay, so th- these are things people wrote okay. on the internet. <laughs> Violet's like, I did not say this. No, but I swear I didn't say this. I'm curious about these things, but I didn't say them. Okay. Lesbians who are multiple orgasmers. How do you know when to stop? Oh, my God. Oh, my gosh. Um, like When you're tired, like when you need to go get a glass of water, like. I think this person thinks the lesbians will just like, keep what? orgasming. Like, yeah, like, we're not going to just like go on and on forever. It's not like the energizing bunny. Like you can. When you feel like you did the dumb thing, you can stop. That's it. Okay. What does queer mean exactly? I always thought it just meant gay, but apparently not. Anyone who identifies as queer slash knows someone who identifies as queer want to answer answer this? Hmm. I think queer for me is like an umbrella term. It's just like, it's like the whole community. And um, yeah, I don't know. I, I think I think a lot of these words mean a lot of different things to different queer people like for me I think it's just an overarching like whatever it's like if you're gay or if you're a lesbian or if you're trans like you could all those people could identify as queer in my opinion yeah I I think it's I think it's kind of a gray area it's not necessarily like like this is what it means um okay the next one is do all lesbians not shave um I definitely shave 
I'm definitely shave, but you don't have to. Not even all straight women shave. What the fuck is that question? <laughs> yeah, that's true. Uh, it's 2019. Shave what you want and don't shave what you don't want. I agree. So most, so most people have a distinct accent based on the part of the country they are from. I'm only referring to U.S. people. Why do many gay people, I'm thinking they're talking about gay guys, gay yeah. people have the same campy accent regardless of where they are from? There's actually like documentaries about this and like oh. actual research about that and like also about how a lot of gay men have a lisp. And like it's like a whole like speech pathology situation that like is too intense for me to explain. And I don't even know that they have like the information. I I would assume that some it's subconscious, like it's just like a subconscious trying to like relate to the people that are you feel like you are like, but I also think that that is something that's kind of um, not not necessarily like happening as much anymore. I feel like the queer community is becoming a lot more diverse as more and more people feel comfortable to come out. Like there are a lot more like super masculine guys that are coming out of the closet. Like are they called bears? Yes, they're bears. Okay, she's got some knowledge. <laughs> but beards is pubic hair for you. <laughs> no, because you said we touched each other's. I forgot what you said. We licked each other. I thought you said we licked each other's beards. Definitely did it. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever. Um, why is partner the preferred term for a significant other as opposed to boyfriend or girlfriend? I don't. That I think that's false. I don't think it's a preferred term. I think that maybe in a lot. I think maybe in the past it became kind of like how I was talking about safety earlier. Like if you just say partner, then you're not gendering your significant other. And like, say you worked in like a corporate office to say, oh, my partner is like cooking dinner. Then you're not like outing yourself all the time, I guess would be why that maybe in my, that's based purely off of just like what I think. I'm not really, I should know that answer. Um, I'm not into that as a word. <laughs> like I don't, so you'll say just, you'll say I girlfriend. would say girlfriend. Yeah. And, unless it wasn't an issue uh, like I mean I wouldn't even probably like in Ubers and stuff is when I feel the most like censored where I just like don't say things about being gay or not just because yeah. you never fucking know so You're like, I'm on my way to my boyfriend Matt King's house yeah you that's what I, I've said it before no <laughs> no I just wouldn't even say that I'm like I'm going to my friend's house oh um straight woman here why do lesbians move in together so quickly will we answer that right the u-haul yeah yeah connection Okay, real question. If you're a transgender person and you're attracted to the sex you you once were, are you gay or are you straight? As in, if you're trans men attracted to women, do you refer to yourself as straight? Wow. Okay, <laughs> a trans person would definitely always be better to answer questions about trans people than me. But um, from the experience I have with trans friends, it's just it would be like if you're a trans guy and you date a girl, you're straight. But also you could just be queer and you could also date just because you're in just because you're dating a girl or boy or non-binary, whatever, any person at that time, you could be bisexual. So like it, it doesn't I don't know. I think people get too focused on a label, yeah. which just doesn't fucking matter. Labels, there are a lot of power behind labels. And like it's really important for some people to have one because then you feel like you found a community or whatever. But also, I think that the like, I, I think also straight people need the labels. Like, they're freaking out because they're like, what's going on? <laughs> and like, gay people, queer people are way more like, oh, who cares? Like, it doesn't really matter. But straight people are like, what do you mean? 
if you're trans and you're dating this girl, what are you? It's like, oh my God. Or maybe they're also just trying to understand. Yeah, no, and that's what I'm saying. It's it's like, um, it's like they're just like trying to get the knowledge. But like, I think that like the labels have gone so like, we've gone so aggressive with the labels that it's almost like chill. I, I agree with that. Yeah. It's so overwhelming for me. <laughs> it's, it's overwhelming <laughs> for me. Do you ever get that too? Because you're you're lesbian. People are like, can I ask you some trans questions? You're like, okay, why are you asking me that? Yeah, definitely. I'm, And I just think that it's a sensitive topic. And I think that like based off trans friends that I've had, they prefer to speak for themselves as do any community. Like you wouldn't ask like a Jewish person would rather talk about like being Jewish than have like a Christian person explain right. the experience of a Jewish person. You're like, right. We like can if, talk for ourselves. Like if somebody came to us and they're like, Shannon, tell me about the Holocaust while I'm sitting right here. <laughs> yeah. Like, ask me, man. Yeah, exactly. It's the same thing. And like, people want to speak for themselves. And especially a community that hasn't had a lot of um, exposure or voice as to date, like where lesbians have had a lot more. Like, I don't need to be like a cis white lesbian explaining the trans community. Define it's to everyone what cis is. Cis means that you are the gender you are you identify as the gender that you were um assigned at birth got it does that make sense yes no i know what this is okay yeah but how do you feel about all those um pronouns and stuff like that because for some people they're like i don't care like i don't want to mention them but then some people find that disrespectful because that person doesn't care like what are your thoughts on that do you then now start to say like i am shannon i go by she the, her. Uh, yeah, her. I yeah. think, yeah, I think there are like, a, there are spaces where I think it's really necessary to ask people, prona- ask people's pronouns. And like, especially like, I mean, I think there are people who think that you should do that all the time. And maybe you should. Um, I think it's a new, it's not new. It's just, it's becoming more mainstream. The fact that people even are saying the word cis, like, I think I saw, maybe it was Jimmy Fallon or someone said the word cis on like an interview. And I was like, on their like show and I was like that's crazy because I think a lot of the world doesn't doesn't know what that means I just think it's important for everyone to be educated and also just use the pronouns that someone wants you to use it's, it's really what about what about people that say that the pr- pronoun stuff is just some you just you just want attention like stop you just I mean I think like fuck you <laughs> like, just do if someone's saying hey it would make me more comfortable if you did this like the same as if you walked into someone's house and they're like, hey, it would make me more comfortable if you took your shoes off. Are you going to be like, no, fuck you. I'm going to keep my shoes on. So it's the same thing. If someone's like, hey, I'd really like it if you call me they, them, then you just do it because it's respect. It's just yeah. it's common just think- courtesy to just do what someone's asking you to do. Or if you have such a problem with whatever that person's fucking pronouns are that you can't figure it out, then maybe you shouldn't be that person's friend because... They should only have friends who can figure that out. Okay, next question that I'm reading, this person said, I don't understand why anyone decides to make sexual preference the primary way they identify themselves. I'm a heterosexual male, but I don't broadcast that. I just am. <laughs> I, must, I might say that I am a mountain climber, a hiker, a nerd, a runner, a father, an outside sales guy, or any member of other definitions. Why is sexuality identification so primary for the LGBT community? Or am I being swayed only by what I see in the media? Oh my god, I really hate this guy. <laughs> this is like the worst question you know, I've I ever heard. When he was like, "I'm a male," it's like, "Why do you lesbians fucking hate?" Me? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Also, when your sexuality is like, we're born, and people assume you're assumed you're straight from the moment you're born. So yeah, of course you don't feel like you need to tell people that you're not because you've just you 
have grown up your whole life with all this privilege of just being exactly what everyone wanted you to be, a straight white man. I mean, maybe you're not white, but could be. Based off of the mountain climbing, yeah. <laughs> all these other things that you, you mentioned about yourself. No, I just, I mean, that's just a stupid question. Like if the world assumes you're something you're not, you have to tell them otherwise. I have to tell people I'm a lesbian because people assume that I'm not. I mean, yeah. I don't, it's not like, I, I've also said in this whole thing that I spend a lot of time not clarifying my sexuality when I'm in spaces where I feel like I can't. But like, also being gay is, is like this big a part of me. But obviously, I, we're talking about it. So like, I have to no, talk about it right now. But like, it's not like I go around the world like every day. I'm like, I'm gay. Did you know? Hey, I'm what's gay. up? I'm gay. Can I have the venti? Uh, <laughs> yeah. Before I even say my name, I'm like, what's your name? Gay Shannon? Gay. I'm a homosexual. <laughs> Homo Shannon. Shannon. Thank you. <laughs> yeah. Big lesbian. Right over there. On that Just, go. You can write that down. Um, but I mean, I, I think where he's coming from, it must be an older generation. It kind of probably feels like people are throwing it in his face. Yeah. But I guess you're right. Cause then I will assume then you're straight. Cause we all just assume everyone's straight. So then almost like you have to tell me, but then if you tell me, I'm like, why do you always have yeah, to talk why about, it about it? that? Well, it's <laughs> like, it's not about that. But it's just like, if you're going to sit here and tell me about 20 boyfriends of yours that I should <laughs> maybe meet, then I'm probably going to have to tell you that that's not going to happen. Um, but do you feel like being gay defines who you are? Or sometimes people are trying to define you by being gay? Uh, probably. But I mean, it is a part of me. It's a part of who I am. It's not all of who I am. And it, like, it's the same way that this guy, a definition for him would be mountain climber. Like one of my definitions That's of like me a is a lesbian. Thing. Yeah. Well, I, I climb mountains, so I'm obviously not gay. I mean, like one time I watched <laughs> porn, like, okay, fine. I suck dick once, but I, then I climbed the mountain the next day. So like, I'm obviously not gay. I can't believe he led with mountain climber. Like that is the I'm, I'm weirdest thing I could think of. He also, did you realize that father was one of his descriptors, but it was like eight, eight adjectives in like, yeah, that's pretty, oh, yeah, it's I a big deal. Dad. Yeah. I, oh, and I'm I, mountain, I'm climber, mountain climber first, dad second. <laughs> Literally what? <laughs> Okay. But it, it was tricky. Like even doing this interview with you, of course, I want to talk about what it's like to come out and all these things because it's something I I don't know what it's like. And yeah. I'm curious. But then another side of me is like, oh, shit, I bet pe that's what the first thing people want to talk to Shannon about. Like, is that going to be upsetting? Is she sick of only talking about being gay? No, I mean, I think that like, especially with what I've chosen to do, it is like it's what I it is a part of what I talk about. And I feel like I I don't know. I have experience talking about that. But we also talked about mental health, which yeah. is totally a different thing. And I also am, I'm stoked to do this on your podcast where I think that I I feel like I saw before you have like an 85 percent male following now. What the on, fuck? On your personal account. Literally no. On Instagram? I uh, swear. No. Are you lying? Is it because I show my tits sometimes? I swear you showed it one time. Don't you have a big male following on your I Instagram? I have an insanely large female following. That's on daddy issues. Viola Benson is 70% female. Daddy oh, okay. issues is 85% female. And my podcast is like 90% female. No way. Yes. Okay, but they're straight, mostly. I'm not sure. I don't I can't. So I don't know. Sorry, I can't I, label you guys. But And I also have a large gay male following. So I don't know what's the percentage of that. True, but, true. But point being, like, I'm excited to be on... Whereas my audience is like 90% female on my Instagram. I'm sorry. But they're 90% female. And I would assume that a big portion of that, and it's just an assumption, but is queer. Whereas like I would assume a good amount of your followers are not. So it's cool um, to yeah. get to speak to. Like I've, 
how much can you tell gay people about the experience of being gay? Like they are like, yeah, we get it. Me too. Anyway, um, another question is, which one of you is the man? Oh, God. <laughs> Perfect. That's the one. Uh, yeah, that question just sucks. It's neither one, right? Obviously. I think that we're just so stuck on gender roles. Like also if you sometimes you you could look at a straight couple and like if someone just wrote down their characteristics, you might confuse which one you thought was the boy and the girl because they're like girls that are way more dominant. There are girls who like want to pay for things. There are girls that like there's you don't necessarily know just based off like characteristics, like who's a boy and who's a girl. So how does it work then? Like if you take someone out to dinner, is it like who asked that who if I asked you out, then I pay for it or is it always splitting the bill? That does get kind of confusing. Oh, you see? <laughs> yeah, but that that's more confusing in, I would say, when you're just dating someone, like starting to date someone. But it's not, I think, yeah, it's probably like who asked who out. Okay. Usually, I would say. I don't know. I guess. So, and then. And it's then, kind of, or, it is kind of more of like a gray area, but I think that that should be the same with straight dating. Like, I don't think. I'm not splitting the bill. Men should not pick up the bill every time, I don't think. In the beginning, yeah. <laughs> I don't think so. Oh, okay. You want me to pay for the dinner and suck your dick later? I don't think so. <laughs> what do I look like? No. Yeah, okay. No such thing. You're right. If I was doing that know. too, I would ask them to pay for the dinner. But no, I just think that the, the gender roles are so dumb and annoying. And No, I still want the man to treat me like a man. And yeah, like I know it's like, but you say you want everything equal. I want equal pay. Like, I feel like I'm not really asking for too much at this point. Like, just give me equal pay because I'm doing the same job. I want equal pay. And then I want you to pay for everything. Yes. (laughs) Well, it's like somebody said before, this is why it's like, why do men pay for women if you want everything equal? Because we don't have equal pay. You're making more money than me. You have to pay. Okay. Until there's equal pay, men, you're you're picking up the check at the first, (laughs) at the beginning of the dating. Like, obviously, when you're when you're together and your partner's now for a while, then yeah, like I'll sometimes pay and vice versa. But no, I do. I like that. Yeah. Like a guy, a man opening the door for me and, and stuff like that. Cause I, I do come off very dominant and masculine. I have masculine energy. Yeah. So with guys, a lot of times I do like, I do enjoy feeling a little more lady. Well, that's okay. I mean, that's also like, you're probably attracting boys who want to pick up your check also. Well, they know they they know better. <laughs> Yeah, but yeah, and for lesbians, I guess it's more confusing. So what are some terms that people use for lesbians? I know, like, obviously I know lipstick lesbian. Yeah. What else? Is there butch? Is that uh, a term? Yeah, butch, uh, chapstick lesbian. Oh, there's always lipstick and then there's chapstick? There is. Because I use both. Yeah, so, so you would could be either one. I would say you're a lipstick lesbian. Well, then there's just like fem. I don't know, I'm pretty masculine. No. Like I would be a top, like I, w- I would be fucking the girl. You can sure. be a top and you can be a top and be a lipstick lesbian. Oh, okay. Those That's things aren't mutually exclusive either. So it just has to do with how you dress? Yeah. It's basically like just your So you are are you a chapstick lesbian? Probably. I don't know. I there was a long time where people used to be like, Which what kind of lesbian do you identify as? <laughs> and I was like, um, it took me like seven years to just be okay with identifying as a lesbian. Like I don't need to go into subcategories. I'm a lesbian. That's good for me. You can decide for yourself what you want. Some people like to be like, yeah, I'm butch or like almost stud. Like there's, there's stud, a stud lesbian. What's a stud? Not really sure. I've always been a little confused about that one. But I know someone who identifies it. So like I like look at her and I'm like, that's a stud lesbian. <laughs> but I don't know. I mean, I think it gets too crazy. Do you go for girls more feminine than you or less feminine than you? More feminine than me. Got it. 
So then with you, like, is this still like two li- li- lipstick lesbians can date each other? Yeah. Anyone. Fascinating. I, the whole top and bottom phenomenon for me, especially in, like in lesbian sex is, uh, I don't, I've never understood it. Right. I like think that most lesbians I know are like pretty verse. Perfect. So talking about that, <laughs> yeah. what is, how do you think? <laughs> I what? wish that everyone could, the way your face How, um, what, like what happens? Are you asking me how lesbians have sex? Yeah, like I kind of know. <laughs> oh my god! Or I know how. Do you? But like, based everyone... off your porn searches only. Well, I mean, yeah, I guess I do like girl and girl porn, but it's not always sex. I mean, I don't consider it. Se- oh, I guess. Oh shit! I guess in a way, I'm not considering it sex. It wasn't like the guy effing the girl. But what would you guys consider sex, and why does everyone always say that you know lesbian scissor? Because I'm, I feel like because I've. Once I found out what scissoring was, I was like, that's that looks fucking exhausting. There's no way anyone does that every night. Like I would be I would be in the best shape of my life though. <laughs> oh my god. So uh, so then everything is a myth with lesbian sex, I swear. Because I scissor? Yeah. Every time? No, but I that's I exhausting. Have. Wow, you you must have really strong legs. No. No, but I hate that's actually something that bothers me. I've seen like a lot of like actually really like popular or like famous lesbians be like scissoring is not real and it doesn't exist and i'm like what you can't speak for everyone with like how you have sex or like whatever i think scissoring is real but you should do it whatever you want and i think it doesn't work with all people like it's like a it's like a puzzle piece situation going on yeah there. literally i'm trying to imagine it in my head right now <laughs> please don't <laughs> i'm not imagining um, you i'm just yeah, imagining yeah. the okay so yeah what happens when the two you get a girl gets with the girl and they want to have sex what's the definition of sex for lesbians okay i think it's different for everyone like i've had a lot of conversations with people and like a lot of lesbians where we have differences of opinions for me i i think it's when you're both butt ass naked and that to me feels like sex compared to because so you I'm like on the other side of the room. We both took our clothes no. off. No, like oh, oh shit, my we had God. sex. Yeah, I had lesbian <laughs> sex. I've had sex with a lot of people. No, <laughs> no. When you like are like hooking up and you're both like naked, but you could also there. I don't know. It it is it is like more. It's not black and white because it's not just like I put pulled my dick out and put it in you because it's just penetration. Yeah. Because also, guys, okay, some people are like if you both came, but I'm like that seems stupid to me too yeah because it's like is it the scissoring that's that or is it going down or do you have to bring a toy in right away and then that's sex no that's also a huge misconception like not all lesbians even have sex toys and they definitely for the the majority of lesbians that i know and talk to which i won't speak for all lesbians because that pisses me off but i would say you don't use a toy more often than you do but you you can have sex toys. They're Did not sure like you have sex toys. I have some sex toys, but they're not. <laughs> I, my parents can really not watch this. Anyway, but you're saying you don't have to. It's it's like a preference also with straight people when that. Yeah, sex. not everyone wants to use toys. Yeah, for sex. Yeah. Also, it's like a hassle to like get that. Like, you know what I mean? Sometimes you're just like in the heat of a moment. You're not gonna be like, let's go and get that. So like, I've done that before. I'm just like, hold on. Can I just get this really quick? And I opened my drawer and I was like, hold on, just hold on. And I was like, just one second. Yep. <laughs> like oh I did that. God. Oh my God. Um, yeah, I don't know. I think there's not a there's not a right or wrong answer to that question. And also, like, 
I don't think every time you sleep with someone, it's a little different. I would hope I like, unless you're like going in the bed and you do the same like position every time with the same, like foreplay before it. Like, no, I guess, I guess what it is now that I'm thinking about it, when people are confused, I think it's probably because when you, when a girl sleeps with a boy, it's like every time, every time the, his penis enters her, she's like, Oh, it's another number. Yeah. Like, okay. So I've slept with five guys then. Yeah. Yeah. Versus, yeah, if you guys no. all have different definitions of that, then it's like, well, how many girls have you been with? And you're like, well, I don't know. What do you consider? Yeah, it is confusing. I've been, a, I mean, I've gone naked in front of uh, 23 people. So then I guess I've been with 23 people. What makes a life a good one? Is it the adventure you have? Or the friends you find along the way? <laughs> Maybe it's pursuing your passion while striving to protect, defend, and save what you believe in every single day. So what makes a life a good one? In the Coast Guard, we think it's all of the above and more. But you'll have to find out for yourself. Visit GoCoastGuard.com to learn more. I normally find bras to be so uncomfortable and constricting, but Skims has changed that. You know I love Skims underwear, so I finally tried their bras, and Skims has delivered again. Skims bras are worth the hype for the amazing shape and support they give, but what I wasn't expecting was how comfortable they are too. I've tried so many bras in the past, and the main issue that I have is that they weren't supportive enough, to the point where they felt slouchy. I love my Skims wireless form bra because it's so comfortable and supportive. The older I get, the more I care about actually being comfortable in what I wear every day. And with my wireless form bra, I no longer have to sacrifice my comfort for the support I need. Shop Skims Bras at skims.com, now available in 62 sizes, 30A to 46H. Plus, get free shipping on all orders over $75. If you haven't yet, be sure to let them know we sent you. After you place your order, select Podcast in the survey, and select our show in the drop-down menu that follows. No, this is actually something I've thought about before, because I really, I think that there are probably girls that I think I hooked up with that maybe thought they slept with me. And like, that's just, but like, also who, it doesn't really matter. It's just like, right. It's just a number. It's just a number. It's just a pronoun. It's just your opinion. (laughs) Nothing matters. Get over it. (laughs) Get over it. Okay. But scissoring is real and it's great, but it's not for everyone. So maybe it depends on your clitoris. I'm not sure. Or your labia. Did I get it? (laughs) Oh my God. I need to do my research on that. Yeah. I need to look into it. Watch some porn. Oh, I guess I never really watched them scissoring porn. It's also called tribbing. Tribbing? Mm-hmm. Is that the better word, tribbing? I don't know. I just know that that's a word. Okay, tribbing. I'm stressed tribbing. out. I'm literally going to tell my mom and dad I can't listen to <laughs> My last podcast, me talking about Christianity, this one, <laughs> scissoring. Awesome. What happened? Well, I was just curious, to be honest. I no, mean, like, I'm actually glad I, wa- I want to clear that up. I wonder how many people are going to, oh my gosh, I feel like a lot of my followers are going to watch this and be like, Shannon lesbians don't scissor. It's like really big, weird. It, you guys try as it, fine. It oh, can happen. Um. Okay. Do you masturbate? <laughs> uh, yeah. Dope. I just want. I think it's everyone should. It's healthy. Thank you because you got so uncomfortable. I just really want to get it out there. Yeah. You just wanted to see me square That's okay. No, because I also think it's so. Even I used to feel really uncomfortable talking about if I ever masturbate. I was like, oh, it's so weird. And it's so much easier to like post about it than actually verbally say, say it. it. Yeah. So I just think it's important because I feel like 
everyone should masturbate. It's good for you. It's but masturbating, especially for women, feels so taboo. Like a guy can be like, oh, I just jacked off three times. Oh, yeah. It's like like in Euphoria. Have you watched this show? I love that. So show. good. Like those two little boys are like, girls don't watch porn. Boys yeah. watch porn. Yeah. Like, what? And the whole, like, the whole show, which is why I really love it, is that it happens in high school and it's literally the epitome of high school where it's all about pleasuring the man all the time. It's like, oh, I bet you know how to suck dick. And she's like, I'd love to. And like... It I makes her feel that. good about herself for yeah. her sucking dick. And that's honestly every single girl's high school experience where we have no understanding of our body, our pleasure. And it's all about satisfaction for the man. True. It's just sex in general. Yeah. Exa- yeah. Yeah. Ugh. Ugh. What a problem. Be a lesbian. You won't have that problem. <laughs> um, if you can go back to how you came out, is there anything you would change on- about it? No, because I think everything happens for a reason. And like the way that everything happened for me is like why I'm even like sitting in this chair. So like, I think that I definitely could have made it less painful on myself. But like, because of everything that happened is why I'm here. So I don't, I have no regrets. Okay. I'm sorry that I'm going back to the sex part. I forgot to ask. Oh my God. Do you lesbians have anal? Oh my God. I'm sure. The other day we went out and I, I think I was pretty drunk and I started to talk about anal and I was like, here's what you guys all need to do when it comes to anal because oh one God, of my you friends did. told me. Remember? Yeah, you did. That did happen. Facts. <laughs> I was so drunk. Facts. I was just explaining what you need to do. You guys all went home. I went out after. No, you didn't. Yeah, I did. Okay. I I was like on one and I'm like, there's no way I can go to sleep. So I, I Ubered um to my friend's house after. No way. I went to you guys' apartment. Okay. Yeah. It's Friday night. What are you getting into? <laughs> into someone. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, he's getting into me. Just kidding. I'm kidding. I'm not having had sex yet. I haven't had sex in like eight months. I'm pretty like that's the thing. And I, I, the people that listen to my podcast know that is that like daddy Shushi is like my alter ego in a lot of ways and even <clears> who <throat> I am on the Internet. So not I think people mistake that if you love talking about sex, or you're intrigued by sex, that that means you're insanely like, promiscuous. Yeah, totally. I'm not promiscuous. Like I love being with a partner. I like to be just yeah. like like being with partners and I haven't found somebody I feel fully connected with. So I haven't slept with anyone like eight months and yeah. that's fine. But people also assume then, then that means being promiscuous is wrong. No, no I don't think, I think be whatever preference. you want to be. Yeah. Well, you, yeah. You shouldn't have sex if you don't want to have sex and you should have sex if yeah. you want to have sex and that's it. And I've learned now that to love myself enough that I don't feel guilty if I don't have sex with someone. And I feel like that used to be for me for like the longest time where I'm like, like you shit. felt like you like owed it to someone. Yeah, like, oh, yeah. well, they're spending time with me. I should do something as a thing. I should thank them. God, no. Like, you know, so I like, I love that I can go out with someone, not have sex with them, even maybe not kiss them. And I don't feel guilty. It's like, yeah, good. That's whatever I want. That's a positive growth that you've gone through. I know. Thank you. What's uh, something people don't know about you? Oh. <laughs> That I never had sex with a boy, that I scissored. We've said it. A lot of things have been said that no one knew. Um, what? I don't know. That's probably it. What's a big myth about you that you want to crush? A myth? Uh, maybe that I'm, I'm super uncomfortable talking about sex. Like, I'm not that uncomfortable talking about sex. It's just, there's like a, it feels weird to talk to like a couple hundred thousand people about sex. Especially like, it feels just really personal to me. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I I think I've gotten a rep of being like just super goody two shoe and like, oh, Shannon's like squirmy and awkward. Also, that's another thing. I have like a really bad uh, thing of people thinking that I'm super awkward, which I like. I you know me. I I don't think that I'm actually awkward. It's just like um, 
like a cork to make people it's like a defense mechanism to make other people feel less awkward i just by making like, them awkward I'll, no i'll just be like, oh my god i'm sorry i'm like awkward which i'm like it's become it's a weird thing that i do like, hey hey guys we're like Kristen stewart like, <laughs> yeah that's hey. what i'm thinking about. yeah but i'm not i'm awkward i think like i get awkward yeah and- i'm aw- it's not that i'm not I, i'm awkward but i'm not like i can speak to people like i'm yeah. not like i feel like i'm socially capable yeah no, that I think it's endearing. Like whatever quirks you have, it makes you cuter. What are some LGBT YouTubers that you recommend for listeners to um, find out about? Maybe if they don't know. Let me think of some good ones. Stevie Bobby talks a lot about like um, sex education. That's awesome. Um, I'm friends with so many that I'm like, oh my god. Ricky gonna... Thompson, he's like hilarious and the best. I love him Ricky so much. Thompson's really funny. Ari Fitz does a really good job of talking about like. I'm trying to th- talk about people who like actually talk about queer situations too. Ari Fitz is great. Um, oh my God, there's so many. Like Alexis G's all, Georgia Bridgers, uh, Allie Hills. There's so many. Cami Scott, that's my ex-girlfriend. You can watch her channel. <laughs> cool. Good for you. She talks about like being a feminine lesbian. I think that's important too. Uh, yeah, there's a lot. I, w- I wish I could think of Amber's Closet. Okay. Who else? I know I'm going to not say someone and they're going to be like, shady. And I don't mean it to be shady. There's so many. I, also, I think you get in there and you watch a few of these people and it's just like, it'll be like recommended on recommended. Like, it's like kind of like a whole of like LGBT creators. What does it mean to be a part of the LGBT community? And how can someone become a, an ally for it? Yeah. Or how can people become more involved? Hmm, that's a really good question. My mom's an amazing ally. I wish I could just show you her because she does the best stuff. Um, I think that like, I think for me, a really big part about being an ally is just being vocally, like vocally standing up for gay people when you're not just around gay people, like to have the balls in a space where maybe one of your like friends says something homophobic and be like, that's not cool. Because that is like, it's hard, especially as a straight person, like there's all this fear of like, are they going to think I'm gay if I like stand up for gay people and like all this stuff? But like there is a lot of power in just not letting people get away with bullshit behind closed doors. And I think that's a really big part about being an ally. And then just like volunteering and the normal kind of things, too. But like I really think that's like my number one thing is like standing up for people when they're not there. So what does it mean when someone says I'm a part of the LGBT community? Does it mean that that means you're queer or can a straight person be a part of the LGBT community, but they're straight? No. Or did they have to be then an ally? Of yeah, the they're just an ally. A straight person can is not a part of the LGBT community, but they can be an ally of the LGBT community. And that's dope, too. Like going back to like even that ally thing, it's like it's the same as like, I mean, it's not the same. There's so much difference in this example but it's like if you're in a room and someone says something racist and you don't say something like that's fucked up like i think you're contributing to racism same thing with homophobia if you're in a room and someone says something homophobic and you just like let it slide like that's cool that's not cool so like be an ally and fucking be like hey brad no i don't care if you like to climb mountains you can't (laughs) talk like that (laughs) Um, wait, this is actually another question I just forgot to ask, but I am fascinated by it because, okay, you know how in a regular straight relationship, couples get jealous because if my boyfriend hung out with other girls all the time, I would get incredibly jealous, just incredibly normal. So I'm kind of curious when you are dating another girl and 
she has other female friends. I'm assuming you have a ton of female friends, straight and gay. Mm-hmm. Is that do you guys kind of do you kind of have to get used to like not being jealous or upset? Like, how do you deal with jealousy then? Is that different for you? No, I mean it's a good question. I think uh, I think like I, I don't know. I definitely people get jealous. I don't get jealous about that. I don't know why. I just like I guess I'm like confident. I don't I don't really know. Well, maybe because it's always a group of friends. Yeah. Guys well, okay. So yeah, that's what another thing I was gonna say is I think a big thing that happens with like a group of queer women is you all become friends with each other. So then you kind of like know each other so well that you're like. Oh, so and so is hanging out with so and so. Like they would never even like flirt with each other because you just know the dynamics of like that friend group so well. Yeah. Um, what so, about when you add in straight girlfriends into the mix? I guess I, I don't know. I'm not. I just like I'm not jealous. I guess I know. I guess some of my friends do, but I think you. I think you only get jealous if you're like not really secure in your relationship. So that's a good statement in general, whether it's you're in a gay or straight relationship. Yeah, I agree exactly. with that. Okay, so okay, well, I guess plus I'm- there's like a lot of different types of lesbians, and I know a lot of people have very specific types. So like, all right, you know what I mean? There's like times you could be hanging out with a bunch of people that I'm like, I know that's not their type, so like, not a big deal. Yeah. Is there anything you want to add that I didn't ask you? I feel like we covered a lot. I'm I'm stoked for like like I said like I feel like not a lot of people get the opportunity to just like sit down with someone and ask a bunch of questions that maybe you would not feel that comfy to ask like just like at a bar or you're like sitting at dinner and you're like so how was your coming out experience <laughs> like that's pretty heavy stuff so hopefully it's like educational and someone learned something and also hopefully I didn't offend anyone that's a part of the queer community and say, say something that you're like Shannon no but. Look, I we mean, all have our own experiences. So hope, I was speaking my truth. And if it's not yours, you should educate me. That's that's a great way to think. I, I agree with that. You know, I don't think I mean, I don't think anything you said was offensive in any type of way, but I, I agree yeah. with what you're saying. But no, it's been great. And you seem like you are so genuine. And I can feel all your emotions. And like uh, I, I almost cried. I almost cried too. Uh, <laughs> Did you not see? Yeah, no, you almost crying made me almost cry. I was like, oh my God. Like, I just feel everything. And like, it's like when I hear any type of stories of anyone overcoming adversity or just like hating themselves and loving themselves or battling depression, it's also relatable. I don't care. I don't need to to have come out to understand like your pain or to imagine your pain. You know what yeah, I'm saying? To have empathy. And I love that. Like, I love that about me. It's something I used to hate about me and I used to suppress. So being able to feel other people's emotions and want to cry because because I can yeah. feel your pain like it's there's nothing more beautiful than that. No, there's so much power in having empathy. Yes. And there's so much power in crying and there's so much power in feeling. And the fact that you sat here and you talked about coming out and I'm so proud of you. And the fact that you talked about, you know, going through depression and, and how you overcame it versus just telling people you're sad. Like those are amazing things as much as we think those things are not a big deal. There's so many people out there who haven't even gone that far. Yeah, totally. And haven't yeah. like haven't learned how to speak about these things. I think any day where you wake up and you're able to get out of your bed or you're able to be yourself is it is an accomplishment. Totally. Definitely. Pat yourself on the back. Have you been depressed recently? Uh yeah, probably earlier this year. Probably. Okay, yeah. And <laughs> how did you get yourself out just by realizing? Um yeah, I I really wish that I went to therapy and I want to go to therapy, but like healthcare is really confusing in America. And that was like my biggest, I was like trying to figure out how to get a therapist. And then at the same time, like kind of like figured some stuff out on my own. Um, but I am a huge 
like you should definitely go to therapy. Therapy is so powerful. Um, I just feel like a hypocrite cause I didn't do it, but, um, how did I get out of it? Uh, I don't know. I think I don't, I'm like, am I still depressed? <laughs> I'm fine. I'm fine. <laughs> uh, it's hard. It's every time I've been depressed, it like kind of is a different situation to get out of it. Like sometimes it's just kind of like mixing up my routine and like trying something different or traveling or like just getting out of this headspace of like, I think when I'm depressed, I'm like, things will never get better. Like in my mind, I'm like, I will never feel better again. I'll never feel better again. I'm never going to like feel happy again. And then it just kind of takes me like pushing myself out of that like bubble of like, oh, it can't get better. And like doing things. And I'm like, oh my God, I'm laughing. I'm having fun. I'm looking forward to this. Like I have this event coming up or I have like just planning and, and like being busy, but also taking care of yourself and, and recognizing that you have limitations when you're not feeling like your best. But yeah, I think just like, do you feel happy now? Right. The second <laughs> ecstatic. I'm feeling gay. Me too. Like in the happy way. Me too. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay. So where can everyone find you? Uh, I have a YouTube channel and I have an Instagram and I have a Twitter and they're all now this is living. Now this is living, but then she also does photography and it's oh, called yeah. now this is film. That's true. Violet, should we take pictures? Okay, right I'll, now? No, but I'll take your... Well, I actually have a camera on me. But no, I look disgusting. No. I'll take your picture sometime. Oh my God. Yeah, I would love for you to take my picture. Okay. Look All right. Well, Shannon, thank you so much for being queer. Thank you so much for being alive. Thank you so much for being happy. Thank you so much for being here. Yeah. Yes. I'm so happy yeah. you came on. Thank you guys so much for listening. If you have any questions when it comes to the LGBT community or anything, please make sure to reach out to Shannon. Like I said, her Instagram is now this is living. So yeah. reach out to Shannon and of course, check out all the other um, YouTubers she mentioned. They're part of the LGBT community. So anyway, again, thank you so much for listening and I'll see you guys next Thursday. This was, what's the name of my podcast? Oh, Too Tired to Be Crazy. Okay, <laughs> bye guys. <laughs> too Tired to Remember the Name of the Podcast. <laughs>